Hello and welcome to episode number 111 of the Draft Analysts, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tripodi, and I'm joined live from the bleachers of Lad People Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, by Tony Pauline. Tony, this is your 21st consecutive Senior Bowl, is that right? That's true, and it's the coldest. I mean, it's 40 degrees out, it's windy, there are a lot of people here. If you hear, hear a lot of noise behind us, it's because the first practice ended, so uh, we're actually doing this in real time. We've seen Dave Gettleman of the New York Giants, I just saw past Matt Rule, so all the big names are here. And we saw uh, what was a pretty productive first practice by the South Squad. Absolutely, and obviously since we are doing this live, forgive all of that background noise and anything we might kind of come across here, but we'll go position by position for you and break down what we saw here today. We started with the South practice, first practice of Tuesday, about an hour and a half long, maybe a little less. Tony, a lot of good quarterbacks here. Obviously the headliner is Justin Herbert. He's the one guy on the South team that everybody's watching. Jalen Hurts is also another guy to watch, as is Steven Montez. What did you see from the signal callers in this practice? It was a terrific practice from Justin Hurts, uh, Her- Justin Herbert. Uh, he was on the mark with his throws. He was hitting receivers in stride. He had a couple of drops, uh, I mean some incompletions, but they were drops. They weren't misses. I thought it was a great day by Herbert. Uh, really showed a lot of leadership skills. When some of his receivers dropped the ball, he went out and spoke with them. I thought Steven Montez, a quarterback we've spoken about for almost two years on this podcast also showed well I mean he's a major arm talent his arm is probably as strong as Justin Herbert's he showed the ability to power the ball through the tight windows a little bit inconsistent excuse me especially when he started off with the drills but that's what we've seen from Steven Montez Jalen Hurts I thought he struggled a bit he was making wide open receivers work a little bit too hard uh, to catch the ball he was behind him he was high of him Kind of picked it up during scrimmage, but I expected to see a little more from Jalen Hurts. I was a little bit disappointed in his first day at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I would tend to echo those thoughts. Justin Herbert really showed why everybody is so high on him. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast. What we want to see from him is consistency. We want to see that leadership ability that Tony mentioned, and we want to see that it factor. And he showed a lot in this practice. It was a very productive day for Justin Herbert. Not as much so for Jalen Hurts, but hopefully as he continues to build timing and chemistry with the receivers here, he's able to bounce back a bit. We'll move to the running back position here. A guy that I was very impressed by and what I saw was Eno Benjamin doing a lot in the receiving game, really showing natural ability as a receiver, getting open on cuts. When Michael Pirine did a lot of the same, what do you think of the backfield, Tony? Yeah, I mean, Eno Benjamin's a small guy. I saw him yesterday walking around the Players Hotel. <laughs> he wasn't very big uh, during weigh-ins, but he is super quick. I mean, a couple times he left defenders grasping for air. He's a quick cutback runner. He easily changes direction without uh, losing any momentum. I agree with you about P. Ryan. Showed some exceptional quickness through the hole, the ability to make defenders miss. Really a creative guy when the ball was in his hands. I thought Keyshawn Vaughn of Vanderbilt had a bit of a difficult day. He looks very slow. He didn't have the quickness of the other two backs. Picked it up during scrimmage, but, you know, really, in fact, all the uh, Vanderbilt guys, which we'll get into, just were not very impressive today. As far as the tight ends are concerned, we'll start off with Harrison Bryant. In my opinion, he was the most impressive tight end, complete tight end. Uh, Great bend, great flexibility, uh, blocks with great leverage, showed terrific route running skills. Uh, Opponents, whether it be safeties or whether it be linebackers, were not able to stay with him in and out of routes. He also caught the ball exceptionally well. Uh, Harrison Bryant was definitely the best tight end for the South today. I thought uh, Josiah DeGura, you know, he is what he is. He's not a great athlete, but he's a real good football player. 
gave effort blocking, caught the ball relatively well, but it's someone who I don't think is going to test very well. It was a di very difficult day for Jared Pinckney. He looked slow. He looked sluggish. Didn't do well uh, in drills. Uh, really, uh, just someone who looked like he's not in shape and is not ready to play football. And remember, Pinckney coming into the season was graded as a potential top 45 selection by NFL scouts. Yeah, there was a moment where I turned to Tony and I, I just said, what happened to Jared Pinckney? Because he looked very slow out there. I mean, he ran some routes against Anthony Jennings, who is not the fleetest of foot at the linebacker position, and neither of them could really get off of each other at all. I'll agree with you on Harrison Bryant. Really showed some soft hands, very strong routes. Josiah Deguerra, same thing. Soft hands, solid receiver, but again, not a great athlete. The guy who's probably the best athlete out of these tight ends here, Stephen Sullivan from LSU. Obviously a guy who did not get a lot of playing time with the Tigers behind Thaddeus Moss, but he can get downfield, had a few plays where he was able to get behind defensive backs and really make plays down the field. So that was impressive from Stephen Sullivan. We'll slide over to wide receivers here. And one notable omission is Brandon Ayuk. He was flagged medically by the team here at the senior bowl so he will not be practicing he did measure in he's going to do everything else go through all the interviews but he will not be practicing which is definitely a disappointment he was a guy we were excited to see down here but still a lot of talent at the wide receiver position tony what'd you see we'll look at two sets of teammates that played here first from texas colin johnson and devin duvernay as i reported last night most of the teams here have Duvernay rated higher than Johnson, which is kind of significant because coming into the season, Duvernay was given a late-round grade. Colin Johnson was graded as a top 45 selection. You can see that Colin Johnson really struggles with his quickness. Has no speed, has no burst. He uses his size. He uses his hands to separate. Caught the ball very well in one-on-ones as well as scrimmage, but that lack of quickness and speed is going to be an issue. Devon Duvernay looked great during drills. Got separation running routes. Was able to, uh, had, uh, opponents could not stay with him uh, out of his breaks. He was okay in scrimmage, did have a drop, which was uh, really not the way he, not the way he's played this year. Uh, but I thought overall, I, I think they were even today. I thought both of the Florida receivers, Van Jefferson and, uh, help me out here, was the other, Tyree Cleveland. I thought both of them played very well. Jefferson's a smaller guy, terrific route runner, who was able to get separation. Cleveland looks almost like a tight end out there, but he's got uh, terrific quickness. I mean, really caught the ball well, was beating down opponents. And again, I thought uh, Lipscomb of Vanderbilt really struggled today. Chris and I were watching him during drills. He showed all, was very sluggish, did not run good routes, did not get separation. Just a guy who looks like he's a smaller guy and he plays in the four sixes. It really a rough day for the Vanderbilt guys here. I mean, coming off of a rough season too, we talked on the preview pod about how we did not feel that Keyshawn Vaughn should be knocked, should be hurt by what happened this season. The fact that he didn't put up the same numbers, but considering some of the performances from the other backs here, it was tough for him, very tough for his teammates as well, so not a great showing there. Colin Johnson, the one thing to note about him, he is a massive man, but he has very, very small hands. There was one play where he goes up, he makes the catch over, I think it was Darnay Holmes, and Holmes just comes, hits him, knocks the ball right out. I turn to Tony and I say, maybe if he had bigger hands, he holds on to that. Now, I was kidding a little bit, but at the same time, it's going to be an issue for a guy who does have some trouble selling does have some trouble separating rather he's going to have to go up he's going to have to win contested passes and he's going to have to hang on to those balls when he does yeah i thought Keyshawn vaughn to his credit 
uh, did much better in scrimmage. I, I mean, he was be, be able to uh, break tackles and, and pick up some uh, productive runs. I believe that Colin Johnson's hands, I may need to be corrected on this, were under nine inches. Uh, so a guy that's that tall with long arms to have small hands at the receiver position, especially a guy who uh, basically his game is just physically beating out and physically beating down opponents to come away with reception, that's an issue. I will tell you this, he does use his hands very well to separate. He does use his hands to basically keep the defenders off him and basically try and get some separation and clear and clear himself to, to make himself an available target for the quarterback. Now hit the offensive line here before we move over to the defensive side of the ball. And the guys I thought won the day on the offensive line, Keith Ishmael from San Diego State, Lloyd Cushenberry III from LSU. There are a couple other guys that I'll mention as well. But Ishmael, really quick feet, does a nice job staying in front of rushers. He has them maintain a block at the line. He will quickly slide out when they make a move to really keep guys in front of him. So he was good. He came in taller than we expected as well so it was a good day for Keith Ishmael. Lloyd Cushenberry the third a late addition to the game held up well against Javon Kinlaw which there weren't that many offensive linemen on the south team here that could handle Kinlaw. Cushenberry was able to do it anchors quickly anchors very strong as well so it was a positive day for him. Ben Barsh and Alex Taylor two smaller school guys they showed flashes Alex Taylor he's six foot nine very tough to get around with his length but he can get beat on the edge, not super fast to the edge. Neither is Ben Barch, but Ben Barch had a couple really nice reps against another defensive lineman who had a good day in Jabari Zaniga. Just stopped him in his tracks a couple times. Good anchor. Threw Marlon Davidson to the ground on one block. So I liked what I saw from those guys. A couple inconsistencies. Speaking of inconsistency, though, Clemson John Simpson. Really, really rough day for John Simpson. Even when he was going up against other offensive linemen in basic drills, he was getting beat by power. He got bullied by Kinlaw a couple times in one-on-ones. In the scrimmage, he had a false start on back-to-back plays. So in every aspect of the practice, John Simpson really struggled. And that was a surprise to me. He's a guy I liked when watching the Clemson film, but not a good day for John Simpson. I'm going to disagree with you. I thought Ben Barch was fantastic today. I, I, every time I watched him, he was dominant. For a small school guy to come in and what, do what he did today, I thought was really, really over the top. I agree with you about Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael uh, measured a lot bigger than uh, what I was told he was going to do, measure. Had a terrific day, the way he squares up against opponents and seals them from the action. Logan Sternberg of uh, Kentucky, we both watched him. Doesn't block with great leverage, but he's stronger than heck. And once he gets his hands on opponents, he's able to control them. It was a terrible day for Terrence Steele of Texas Tech. They played him at left tackle. He was getting beaten like a drum. He gets beat around the outside. He gets beat through the inside. Really, uh, you watch him today. You know he can't play left tackle. We'll see if they move him to right tackle. May have to be pushed in the guard. And again, with Steele, he was a guy coming into the season that scouts graded as a uh, fourth-round selection, uh, potential third-round selection. I, I always thought he was overrated. He can't be, I didn't think he could play left tackle, and he proved that today. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on Stenberg. He doesn't get low off the snap, but even when his opposing defensive linemen do, he's able to maintain, if he can get coached up at the next level to really block with more leverage, he can be an absolute monster with the strength that he has. Terrence Steele, as you said, struggled a lot. We're going to move over to the defensive side of the ball now. But first, a word from our sponsor. Want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. 
MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the interested. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. MyBookie has the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV. Barry, Larry, Victor to get your extra cash from my bookie. My bookie, bet, win, get paid. Now we'll move over to the defensive line here to start on the defensive side of the ball. And a couple guys that we mentioned when talking about the offensive linemen, Javon Kinlaw and Marlon Davidson. Marlon Davidson from the start doing bag drills. You can just see how powerful his hands are. He was the quickest interior defensive lineman when working through the bags, and he brought that into one-on-ones. He brought that into scrimmage. Very quick off the line. An excellent combo of power and athleticism. So it was a really nice day for Marlon Davidson. Javon Kinlaw, not great against the bags. Excellent against the players, which that's what matters here. We want to see what guys are able to do in one-on-ones, what they're able to do in scrimmage. He's quick off the ball, and when he gets you beat by speed, you're not going to have a chance to stop him and get his momentum to the ground when you're talking about Javon Kinlaw. Pair of Florida defensive linemen, Jonathan Grenard and Jabari Zuniga. Grenard showed really good power. We talked about Terrence Steele struggling. Steele is a power blocker, and Grenard on first contact just pushes Steele back into the backfield. Excellent quickness off the stack, <clears throat> off the snap rather. Jabari Zuniga, same thing, extremely athletic rounding bags and drills, uses his quickness to stay clean and beat the double teams, fires off the snap, extremely quick hands, so it's an excellent day for those guys. I also was impressed with Benito Jones, very quick hands as well, good double move to kind of get himself free on the pass rush, quicker than I expected to see, so I thought it was a good day from Benito Jones, and Robert Windsor out of Penn State, fires off the ball with nice leverage, because some good quick moves off the snap to penetrate into the line, into the backfield rather, so I thought it was a good day for all of those guys. Yeah, I also had Josiah Coton, who had a couple of nice reps where he beat, it, beat the opponent off the ball. Uh, overall, it, Travis Gibson of Tulsa had a tough day. He's more of an athlete than he's a football player, a guy that scouts and was waiting to see blossom, and he never really has. As far as the linebackers are concerned, you know, it was a tale of two different linebackers for Alabama. Anthony Jennings, he's forceful moving up the field, but he cannot make plays in reverse. I mean, he showed a, he showed a lot of stiffness. He showed a limited quickness. When he's able to bull rush his way up the field to defend the run and rush the passer, he was right on the money. Uh, help me out here. What's the other kid's name? Uh, Terrell Lewis. Terrell Lewis. Thank you. It's getting cold. My brain's freezing. Terrell Lewis, I thought, looked terrific. Uh, plays with great leverage, bends his knees, breaks down well, uses his hands well, showed a number of pass rush moves and got up the field, got penetration to disrupt the action, showed some ability in, in coverage as well. Uh, so I was very impressed with Terrell Lewis. T.J. Brunson of uh, South Carolina, I thought played very, very well. Had a couple of really nice plays on the ball. One guy who I was not too impressed with, kind of a hybrid linebacker defensive end, D.J. Warnham, T.J. Brunson's uh, teammate from South Carolina. Warnham came into the season it is a potential top 100 pick by scouts. I always thought he was overrated. I always had a free agent grade on him. Did nothing during his career to make me move from that uh, point of view that he's a free agent prospect. Really did nothing today to uh, make me change my stance on him. 
Yeah, Wadham had a couple nice plays in scrimmage. He forced a fumble, did a nice read on a screen pass, but overall, not the best day for Wadham. I do want to mention a couple guys. Akeem Davis-Gaither weighed in at 219 pounds, so he's definitely a smaller guy at the linebacker position, but as we talk about often on this show, that's the type of player that the NFL is gravitating towards as long as they can play in space, and Davis-Gaither showed the ability to do that. Stays connected to running backs and coverage, does a nice job getting depth on his drops. We've said that when we watched him towards the end of the season as well. He's very aggressive moving up the field too. Fills holds, can slide under blocks to get into the backfield knowing that he's not the kind of guy that's going to take on blocks and beat them with strength. Anthony Jennings, as you said, just a rough day for him. He's good up the field. That's about it. Laterally, moving in reverse, just not really much out of him. I did like what I saw out of Cam Brown, though, in a couple limited exposures. Good read and react, filling the holes in scrimmage. Did a nice job staying with running backs in coverage, which is a big part of these practices for linebackers. You mentioned TJ Brunson. Really works through the trash well, reads and reacts, can make tackles on screen passes and get out to the sideline. So it was a good day for TJ Brunson as well. Kind of tough sometimes to look at the linebackers, but that's what we saw from them. Moving to the DBs here. Tony, what did you see in the defensive backfield? Usually I'm able to watch these guys a lot. Wasn't able to today, so Tony's going to take you through this last part. Three three cornerbacks I'm going to mention. First, Darnay Holmes of UCLA. He was terrific during uh, drills. He was even better in scrimmage. I mean, making a lot of wild plays. Wild plays where scouts were basically applauding him, taking notice. Uh, Had a couple of nice pass deflections. Didn't see any interceptions, but he was constantly around the ball, making real good plays. Uh, Kindle Vildor of uh, Georgia Southern really had a nice day. Had two picks today. One which was a nice deep uh, deep pass coverage where he was able to... uh, uh, intercept the ball and, uh, and another one off of the deflection Dane Jackson of Pittsburgh also had a couple of nice plays early in scrimmage did get uh, did get faked out on a deep pass uh, which turned out to be a completion but early in scrimmage he showed the ability to stay on the receiver's hip get to the ball and make a pass deflection one last guy that we got to mention that ne- and he never talked about these guys Joseph Charlton the punter from South Carolina when the day started and it was cold and it was windy, this guy was punting moonshots. I mean, he was kicking them 60, 65 yards. He was flipping the field. They were, going, they were basically kissing the moon. Uh, I was sitting in front of a bunch of Seattle scouts, and they, none, none, nobody knew who he was, so they had to revert to the roster. But I think Joseph Charlton from South Carolina, in the cold, in the wind, had a great day as a punter. And that's it for the 111th episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on any of the major podcast platforms and leave us a rating and a review. And if you follow us on Twitter, feel free to tweet at us and we'll answer any questions that you may have on the show. We'll be back later today with another episode to break down the first practice for the North team here at Lad People Stadium. Hopefully it warms up a little throughout the day. It was sunny at least, so we got that on our side, Tony. And for now, for Tony Pauline, this is Chris Tripodi. We'll talk to you soon. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. 
As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.